Hey, hello everybody. This is Jeff Reinbold. It's Monday. Monday. What day in Spanish, Michael? Lunes. 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 So, there is Monday Night Football tonight, but before we get to Monday Night Football, we got a whole lot more other football to talk about because it was a big weekend in the National Football League, and there are some huge results. Mike, this thing is starting to sort itself out. Jeffrey, good to see you. Sorry, folks, for the technical difficulties. We should have been on 11 minutes ago, but we're here now, and that's all that matters. Always good to see you, Jeff. Enjoy the banter last night on Sky Sports NFL. You're, you're wearing your uh, your Man City colors after being in Manchester the weekend. Thanks to everybody for coming out. What people don't realize is, and Jeff might not even have told Sky Sports this, Jeff's flight was canceled. I was, and I wasn't sure I was going to get back. And and you took off to get back home, right? Which I understand because you're rarely home. But you you got back to Ireland the night before after our show, which was a huge success and a lot of fun. And a special thank you to Cy Clancy for uh, making it up there and and joining us on stage. And it was fun. It was really a fun fun show. Great fans in Manchester. Tremendous group up there. Our tribe is strong in Manchester, Michael. I really enjoyed it. I think it's, it's been it's been a long few months, and I I was I, I am quite tired. And this is not like a, you know get the violin out at all. I really didn't know what to expect. Not in the bad way. It just you know the venue was top notch. The people were lovely, and um, let's do it again sometime. Um, but look, the real tour starts now, Jeff. This is it. Eight dates in Ireland. I told the business today, which we we haven't even talked about. I told the company today. Wow, well, we've got a tour, and you're like, you're doing eight dates. We're like, yeah, here we go. Eight, eight dates in Ireland, and dates. we are going to be from the width and the breadth of the Emerald Isle. We're going to go just about everywhere. And Mike, we got two of them sold out, and we're closing in on a few more. So if you want tickets to our show, our tour dates in Ireland, visit. Link tree that's linktr.ee forward slash R E I N E B O L D. And Michael's pointing to it for those of you who are hearing, hearing impaired, so you can see where to go get your tickets. It's going to be a blast, Mike. It's going to be fun. We're going to be working with the uh, with the football teams throughout Ireland during that week. We're going to try and make sure that everybody gets an opportunity to, to uh, ask questions have a practice with us, talk to the coaches. We're doing it. We're doing as much as we can do to try and help football for that week that we're there in, in Ireland in January. And like, this is the, the last thing I'll say about it, folks, you know, this is a big week for Ireland and it's not because it's us or me or, me or Jeff. This it's, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal. Eight nights doing this. It's a big, and it means an awful lot to, to me personally, the people are doing this and coming it really, really does. Um, we go to Vegas the morning after the show in Tyrone, and we have a big week plan. Big you know, plan. Mike, Mike, you you, you uh, hit on something that I think it's important that the fans understand. You know, as a as an island, as a market, Ireland has done an amazing job in this past year. And Michael, you deserve an awful lot of the credit for that. You know, for raising the profile of the NFL in in uh, in Ireland and really giving you know, 
the NFL an opportunity to see just how passionate the fans are in Allen. And you got to understand that the, the NFL pays attention to everything. And we said this to the group in Manchester. One of the reasons why, you know, we've got games in Germany now, we're going to Spain, we're going to Brazil, is because the NFL pays attention. Where there is interest, they will go. And so by showing up at our tour dates and being a part of, you know, the podcast and all of the things that we're going to do, you are telling the NFL that there's an interest here. The, the fact that the Steelers had a watch party a couple weeks ago and had 500 people at a watch party, that sends shockwaves through the NFL because they recognize that there's a market here. And wherever there's a market, they're going to go. It's just the way the business works. Thank you for your kind words. It's going to be a great few weeks. And let, let, let's talk about the football, but we have got a monumental few weeks ahead of us. It's going to be announced officially on Wednesday that Jeff's Limerick show is being moved to the AFC Championship night in Limerick. Can't wait for that. And yeah, we're getting there. L-I-N-K-T-R.E slash Reinbold. Thank you for your support. He's not lying. The NFL are watching. So we really appreciate it. Big thanks also as she opens the door to my wife for letting us go into her. So it's very much appreciated. There you go. She's a, a saint. Anywho, as I get a Freeman's pie, look look at this for VIP service tonight, Jeff. Uh, shout out to her. Um, this was <laughs> I was sitting in this seat. Uh, not even not even this is ridiculous. Not even twenty four hours ago, saying to myself, you know, I might go to bed. I might get a night's sleep. And then I stayed up and I watched Sunday night football. I tell you what, but Dan Whelan, that's some punt. And that second half, but sitting, I sound like a farmer now. He's can we can we start a campaign to get Dan Wheel in the, in the Pro Bowl, or should I stop being so Irish in this podcast? No, I I think it's fair. I think it's a, it's a you know that's what the Pro Bowl is about. It's you know part of the selection process is fan voting, and it doesn't matter where the votes come from, right? So go to NFL.com and and. You fish around on the internet and you'll find ways that you can vote and make sure you vote for Dan Whelan because wouldn't that be an incredible honor to have an Irish guy in the Pro Bowl? And, uh, you know, I think that's a tremendous, tremendous credit to him, to the Packers who had the courage to sign him and bring him in. And I think for all those young guys that are over in the States now kicking and punting and it, it just shows them that they there there is a pathway, there is an opportunity. Let's talk about the game itself. You know, it's it's one thing to beat the Chiefs, but the movement of Jordan Love inside and outside the pocket as well. Some of the pinpoint flows, Rogers-esque, and Taylor Swift finally loses the game as well in in the crowd. You must have been a happy man this morning, Jeff. You have to. You Did have you hear uh, my, my mate Derek Harger, who's like a he's like a VIP Twitter guy at the minute for the, for the Packers. 13,000 followers. He's 20 years of age from Ireland, right? He took that uh, Romeo, Romeo, take me somewhere we can be alone. Romeo, take me somewhere we can beat Mahomes. It went viral this morning. You, you must have been a happy man this morning. No, I, you know what? Here's the thing about the Chiefs, right? We think of the Chiefs, right? And you think about Patrick Mahomes with that crew that he had a couple years ago, right? Do you realize, Michael, they are tied, tied. So there's four, there's, there's five teams, right? 
that have scored either more points than them or as many points as them in the AFC. So, you know, they're not they they they've scored as many points as the Chargers. They've scored 10 more points than the Broncos. So, this is not the Kansas City Chiefs of a few years ago. And I think you're seeing that and people are starting to realize that. They're better defensively, yes, and they, do they have a great record? Yes. But they're not an invincible force. And that's why I think this this run to the Super Bowl, this run to Vegas is going to be just incredible to be a part of and to watch and to talk about all the way because there's not a perfect team. There isn't. And you know, San Francisco is probably the best team that I've seen, total team that I've seen. But they're not perfect. Uh, just to stay on the Chiefs for a little second, I agree with what you're saying. Do you remember like last year, there was a whole conversation around this offense is not at the level of which it should be for Mahomes and he needs to reevaluate, you know, losing Tyreek, losing different guys. And yes, he struggled a bit last year, but it came together when it mattered towards the end. And you've seen the emergence of like rookies like Sky Moore, for example. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco had a great season down the stretch. It feels like they've got a bit, a bit more of a mountain to climb this year. But if anybody can do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. Like they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be in the dance at the end, you know. You, yeah, no question. But you still got to say, right? Every, just about everybody, Mike. When we were in August, if you ask guy on the street who's going to be in the Super Bowl, or you ask an NFL network analyst, most of the people were going to say Kansas City. And they would have talked about, well, there's there's a threat from, you know, Cincinnati. There's a threat from Buffalo. There's a threat from Baltimore. Well, the reality of it is right now, you know, Cincinnati's not a threat. I don't know how they make the, I mean, they might make the playoffs because they play great defense, but they don't have a quarterback, right? The Browns don't have a quarterback. And you know, you, the Jets don't have a quarterback. All those teams, like, it's all starting to separate itself out. So, you know, the Chargers are, I mean, it's, it's, you look at this thing and the Broncos might get in the playoffs. And I'm dead serious. Now, they, their playoff chances took a little bit of a hit when they lost to Houston in that great game the other day. But now Houston loses Tank Dell. What's that going to do to them in their playoff push? So I think the real battles, Mike, aren't for the division championships. They're for who's going to be the wild card teams. Because there's a lot of teams that are flawed, but have the ability, I think, to get to limp themselves into the playoffs. Buffalo, you know, Buffalo came into this past weekend and they were really, really, they were about a 38% chance of getting to the playoffs. And then when you look at what happened over the course of the weekend, their chances are better now. And it's funny because you you mentioned that game between the Texans and the game between the Broncos. That was a game that you were working on on Sunday night on Sky. So you got to see that game a lot more than the other games potentially outside of the red zone window. I agree with you to an extent, but I really feel that and Coach Payton at the end for the Broncos said they were sloppy. 
it felt like they had so many opportunities at the end of that game to win it. But how impressed were you after going viral on TikTok talking about your new lover boy, CJ Stroud, grinding a result out? What did you make of the game overall? Did you take much away from it for both teams? Yeah, I mean, I think I think there's some things that you saw, like um, the Broncos. It, it, we'll talk about both teams, okay? So my impressions of the Broncos. He has done – Sean Payton has done a great job of coaching that team because the defense, they got rid of Randy Gregory. They got rid of Frank Clark. They sat two corners down that, you know, were – starting it, you know, until week six. And what they said was, if you're not going to do it our way, right, and you're not going to play the scheme, then we're going to just get rid of you. And he, and he, you know, that was at about the same time he said to Russell Wilson, stop kissing babies and trying to be mayor of Denver and just be the quarterback of the Broncos. And that has resonated with his football team. Now, they're st- they still have some challenges, but – I do think that they're in a position because they play complementary football. It's like an old, it's like watching an old school team when you when you see them play. Alex Singleton's a great player on defense. They've got some weapons on defense. Simmons is going to make plays for you. They turn the ball over a bunch, right? They get turnovers. That's critical in, you know, when you talk start talking about playoff football. Um, I thought they would run the ball better against Houston than they did, right? And they got to find a way, in my opinion, Michael, to get Jerry Judy involved in the offense a little bit more. Right now, it's Cortland that, Sutton. And that's, the, I, that's about it. I, I, I agree with you completely. But I hear this every year. They have to get Jerry Judy. It's like, when is that going to happen? There was plays last night where that should have happened and just didn't. But going back well, on Russell, the topic. He, he would have had he would have had an 80-yard touchdown pass because Cincinnati, or excuse me, Houston blew a coverage and he was wide open. Russell could, didn't see him, right? But again, you know, that happens sometimes, but they do have to get the ball in his hands. They got to create ways to get, get him touches because he is a dynamic playmaker for him. Um, you know, then you talk about the Texans and I thought the Texans played really hard. I mean, really, really hard. They played like their life depended on that game and maybe their playoff lives did. Right. So, I thought C.J. Stroud was, again, 300-yard game. Um, he was better with the football. He still makes some mistakes. He still, you know, every once in a while will, you know, look like a rookie. But certainly losing Tank Dell is going to really be a problem for him. Um, John Mechie, who they drafted two years ago in the second round out of Alabama, and then the kid before he ever got to training camp was diagnosed with leukemia. He's now back and healthy. And he had a catch in the game the other day. But he's that same kind of receiver tank Dell is. And he's going to have to take up some of that load because Nico Collins can't do all of it. And they got to find a running game if they're going to be a playoff team. We'll talk about the obvious one in a minute in terms of the Eagles and the Niners. Was there anything else that stood out, took your fancy from the Sunday? I think there's, look, look, there's always a storyline in every game, but I was impressed at how close the Panthers held the Bucks. I was impressed with the Titans against the Colts in terms of the competitiveness of both teams, especially the way the, the Colts won the game. Um, the Jets against the Falcons was not a legendary game by any shape or form of any estimation, but every, maybe, it's just, it's, maybe it's just sitting at home, Jeff, after listening to you talk about the league all day on Saturday and actually getting to sit down with the sofa, with the Christmas tree, with the fire on, and actually enjoying a bit of football. 
a really, really nice NFL Sunday. Was there anything that took your fancy from those games at all? Well, I, I think all those games had significant storylines. You know, the Titans get two punts blocked, two. And that, I mean, I can't remember when I've uh, when I've seen two punts blocked in an NFL game. And then, I don't know if you caught it today, Mike, but they fired their special teams coach this morning. I was very close to tweeting, give it Rainbow to the end of the season. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, it, it, it was really, really a shame for the Titans because – you know, Will Levis, I thought played well. You know, and he and he 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 got after DeAndre Hopkins one time, which was really surprising. Um, I mean, he got right up in DeAndre's grill because he didn't like the route he ran. And I'm saying to myself, that's a rookie. Now that's not a real smart thing to do. But there's a guy that's a competitor, and there's a guy that wants to win, and he played like that. Uh, It'll really hurt them if Henry has to go into concussion protocol for very long. Uh, on the other hand, Minshew just finds a way. I mean, he finds a way, you know, and, and it's I give Indianapolis credit that they give, you know, that they gave the kid a chance when Richardson went down and they didn't just go into a shell and roll over and die. And, you know, they got a chance to make the playoffs. The other thing that I took away from the weekend, Michael, was the bounce back that that the Lions had. Right. Jared Goff looked like the Jared Goff for the first four weeks of the season, not the Jared Goff that we had seen the week before. I just don't know. Like I say, when you when you evaluate every one of these teams, they've all got a ward or two. Right. I just don't know if the Lions can play good enough defense. I scares me because New Orleans, even though they knocked Carr out, New Orleans went up and down the field on him. Yeah, it was like deja vu in real life seeing Jameis Winston again. It was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was like, come on, man. The, the, the one thing we missed was college game day on Saturday. Did you, did, did you see the video of the guest announcer saying about Jameis Winston? And he was being properly serious. And uh, Lee Corso was like, "What? what's going on here? Like, like, look, I would class myself as quite young to an extent. I've never heard of that guy in my life. Now, what I will say is, I heard of that guy that done the half. You talking about Detroit? I heard of that guy that done the halftime show on Thanksgiving. The JBL was losing the head over, and he, to be fair to Jason, he was right to lose. That, that that guy's a great artist. Who the hell was that guy talking about, James Winston? Who was that? I don't. Know. I don't. Know. Can we talk about football? Can we please? <laughs> And um, for people watching, there's a lot of people watching on Twitter. If you search proof up on I don't, I don't even get to watch. So I don't get any of that stuff. You get to watch. I, I don't get the halftime shows. You do. Sure, you're all bopping away to it. I've seen the video. Oh, when the, when the guy in Detroit was on at Thanksgiving. Oh, you're loving on me. That, that's because it was oh, Thanksgiving. Anyway, I shouldn't be saying that on, on, on the internet. If you're watching this live on Twitter, especially, or X, as Elon likes to call it now. Uh, apparently he calls it that for whatever, for however long it's going. Uh, go to YouTube, type in Jeff Reinbold Show or Pro Football Ireland. You can get a live comment, and we're going to be answering questions in around 10 minutes. And for people on the podcast, happy Tuesday morning, and thank you for being here with us. Um, we're going to have a big show on Thursday night because we're going to talk about this Eagles against the Cowboys game. Jeff, for the Niners to go into Philly, and, I mean, you've been in Philly numerous times you know more than anybody the atmosphere, the level of hatred they have for anybody that walks into that arena. Brock Purdy walking in like a guy that works in Walmart with his 
blue denim jeans chilling and they were slagging him it's like lads is there anything sacred in this game now but he goes out and he plays like joe montana three, well, three pa- four four passing touchdowns on the day debo with a few big returns the offense is on fire kinlaw on the defense two sacks talk about making a statement is this your super bowl team as a stance i think it's the best team when they're healthy it's the best team in the league right now I really believe that. You know, think about it, Michael. Who else can roll out the best tight end in the game, the best fullback in the game, two high-level receivers, the best left tackle in the game, right? And that's just the offense. You got the defensive player, the reigning defensive player of the year, and you go out at the trade deadline and put another guy on the opposite side of him who's an elite pass rusher. And then you got Eric Armstead inside. He got Hargraves inside. They're a little, they're a little skinned up in the back end in the at safety, but you got Dre Greenlaw. And I mean, you, you got great linebacker. I mean, those are two of the best linebackers in football. So you go through this football team and you say, where are the, where are the weaknesses? The thing that they're better at this year than they were last year, they can pass protect better. You know, Purdy had a great game, and, and I'm, again, I'm tired of defending him because he's the, the, the kid's damn good, right? I don't care where he was drafted. It, it makes, I, I'm so sick of hearing people say he's Mr. Irrelevant. Well, that it's, was, it's lazy journalism, Jeff. It, it's lazy. I, but like, it's, it's one thing. Okay, I don't mind somebody calling him Mr. Allen because he was Mr. Allen, but it, his jump from then to now is incredible. But it's lazy journalism to still say that blatantly, you know? Well, you're right, Mike, and because that was two years ago, right? It was two years ago. He is a legitimate starter. He is, leads the league in eight or ten categories. You know, I mean... He, you can yes he is a yes he is playing in a great offensive system yes he does have a great play calling calling plays for him but when you look at what he has to do and the amount of information he has to you know process and how he so many times because of the play action nature of that defense play action is not easy on a quarterback all right so let, let me explain why if you just take the snap and it's drop back, your eyes are up and you see the defense the entire time, right? When it's play action, especially the play action that the 49ers use, a lot of times his back is turned to the defense. And this isn't high school football, right? These defenses change and they morph and they've got zone exchanges and guys moving all over the place after the snap. Well, think about it, Mike. You see one thing, right? And then you take your eyes off of the secondary and turn your back. And then all of a sudden you got to come back and you got two seconds to decipher all of that, all those changes, right? It's incredibly hard. And, you know, I don't think he gets enough credit for that because the you're right, because the lazy journalism says, well, it's just Shanahan's system. Uh-uh. You still have to throw the football. You still have to move in the pocket. You still have to read the defense. You have to go. I mean, it's 
it's just frustrating to me that the kid doesn't get more credit than he than he gets because there was no question all right and let me say this emphatically there was no question who was the better quarterback last night it wasn't even close how concerned you about philly dallas this weekend we'll talk about that in depth on thursday night <laughs> to be fair Maybe Thursday afternoon we'll, we'll we'll see the crack. This this show was meant to go out today at five p.m., but uh, your boy had a had a flat tire. Um, I was stuck in the middle of nowhere, literally. Like That's a all jet. right. We it got dark very quick, man. Yeah, like not good, not good. Uh, are you concerned? I mean, I'm not jumping to discussion points like Stephen A. Smith here, but do you have a concern with Philly after last night, or do you feel it's like it's one of those weeks they'll pop back to a great team? I think I think they're they're like everybody in the league that last night you saw some of the things that fr that can cause them problems, right? You can throw the ball on them. They need help at linebacker. Now, you know, there's a free agent linebacker taking a tour around the National Football League right now. It's pretty good, pretty damn good player. And the rumor is that he's going to sign in Philly. If he does, that's a huge upgrade. But they're really if you can keep them behind on the chains, and what I what I mean by that is, if you can win on first down and second down and make them get into third and six or more, you got a real good chance against them because their passing game is not really a highly developed passing game. Their offense basically is Jalen Hurts, who has tremendous athletic ability, and they give you formations. You notice how much empty and you know, what we call four and five detached where there's no tight end. It's just players spread out all over the field. And they do that to, to, to see what you're going to do with the box. And if you play a five man box, because Kelsey's such a good athlete, they can run quarterback power and all those, you know, run plays with the quarterback. And he's a, he's a great runner. I'm not, I'm not diminishing his ability, but their, their past scheme their drop back scheme, you saw how much they couldn't, they, they couldn't get open people, right? There were so many times in that game last night, he's holding the ball sometimes three, four seconds. And, you know, they did a good job of keeping him inside and not letting him, you know, make plays with his feet. And, you know, it, they didn't have, a, they didn't have an answer. They're going to have to get better at that as they go forward. Got an absolute heap of questions coming in. Thank you so much, folks. We're going to get some in two seconds. Anna asked, you want to talk about Jeffrey? I feel bad calling you Jeffrey and I after this conversation the other day. But um, top of my head, straight up, the Rams march on. Joe Flacco looked half decent for five minutes last night. Was it going back in time? Trevor Simeon, Joe Flacco. What the hell is week 14 going to bring, Jeffrey? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to bring us Troy Simeon and, or Trevor Simeon. And I don't know. Is is there ever been this is a question for you mike all right has there ever been a quarterback who looks more like his head coach than joe flacco and kevin stefanski like kevin stefanski looks like he could be joe flacco's older brother they they almost look like twins to me right so that's my non-football take for the show now I think 
there's some huge, huge, and, and we'll we'll get to it on Thursday. But there's some huge games this weekend. These games are really starting to ratchet up the intensity, and and you know there's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to be played for. And watch out for those Packers. Watch out for those Packers. Squeaky bum time, as for Alex Ferguson used to call it, Jeffrey. Uh, shout out to Mark Hogan who just WhatsApp me saying, "Yes, Shaq Leonard has agreed to terms on a one-year deal." With the Eagles, oof, oof, oof. oof. Mark just busted that story. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate that very much. Hoagie that, Bear, I call him Jeff. Hoagie Bear, Bear what? You know, like Yogi Bear. Remember him? <laughs> yes. Hoagie Bear. No. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. That, that's great, Mark. Thank you for breaking that story with us, Shaq Leonard. That's going to help the Eagles right now. I mean, right now. And. uh you know that that's going to be it's going to be interesting to see who can get healthy and stay healthy the rest of the way, and then you know who can you know pick up a player or two that's out there. You know, uh, 49ers just signed one of my guys, Eric Harris. They brought him in. He's been a he's been like an eight or nine year NFL veteran. Played over a thousand special team snaps, and they've been struggling on special teams and with depth at safety. And they went out and signed Eric, and and uh, again he'll help them down the stretch. I'd love to see him. Go to the Super Bowl because he's ne- played nine years and never got to the Super Bowl. Are we allowed to now have this once a week on each episode that you have a non-football take? At least one. Pardon, Is that pardon me? You were saying a minute ago about your non-football take. Are we now allowed to have I'll this? I'll give you one non-football take a, a week. All right, so not, we, and I will guarantee you they will not include Taylor Swift. Man, I have to say it. Like, I was bopping along to her the whole way home the other night. Like, great crack. Great. Some good beats. And it's a, it's like, why is she not at the Super Bowl halftime this year? Usher, Usher, Usher. No, not for me, Jeff. A- anyway, Jeff is coming on tour. Eight dates in Ireland. Galway, Cork, Limerick, Dundalk, Belfast, Derry, Dublin, Dungannon, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Rainbow. Jeff, see us out on this normal episode before we get into the question. <laughs> This has been the Jeff Reinbold Show, brought to you by 888 Sport, the official gambling partner of the National Football League in Ireland and the UK. And I have been, as always, joined by my partner, Michael McQuaid from Pro Football Ireland.